So, welcome back to Keeps Hot Takes, the podcast edition. Um, normally, you know, I do my YouTube show where um, I preview all 16 NFL games, some of the top college and high school games. But um, I decided when I'm not doing that, why not, you know, start up a podcast? So, in case this will be your first time, you know, joining us, I am Keith McBride. I am 23 years old. I am a senior at Winston State. Um, my major is mass communications. I'll be graduating in May. And hopefully after I graduate, I can, um, you know, hopefully start getting paid for my podcast. Um, I really want to have my own YouTube show and make good money off that um, because I've been doing my YouTube show for about three years now started in april of 2018 i think that's when i started and i've just been doing this um for about three years you know it's just a platform for me to you know start out get my career started and talk about sports which i love doing um i can talk about i can't i can talk about more than football um i'm very good at talking about basketball i can do mma so i'm not just limited to football even though that's what my show is about i can um you know, branch into other sports topics. So, um, the reason why I'm on this podcast today is to talk about the breaking news that just broke across my timeline. It was about 325 when I saw the, um, announcement on Instagram, Hubert Davis, um, has been announced as the next basketball coach in North Carolina. Um, after the stunning retirement news of Roy Williams last week, I personally, was very heartbroken when I found out Roy Williams was, was retiring. Um, as you can imagine, um, he probably took that first round loss to Wisconsin pretty hard. Um, I know I didn't make it through all of his uh, press conference after the Wisconsin game because he was just really emotional. And uh, he just felt like he couldn't do the job anymore. Um, he wanted to spend more time with his wife and his grandkids. That's understandable. Roy is 70 years old. I was surprised because, you know, he just signed a five-year extension um, not too long ago. Um, so I was thinking Roy was going to coach for at least, uh, at least until the contract was over, you know. Um, but that didn't happen. Um, and now we know who's going to be the next coach in North Carolina, Hubert Davis. He, of course, played for North Carolina. Hubert Davis played for North Carolina from 1988 until 1992 under the great Dean Smith and every year his numbers got better his freshman year he started out averaging three points per game went up to nine his sophomore year jumped up to 13.3 in his junior year and then his senior year which was his best year he jumped all the way up to 21 points per game um so me personally, I think Hubert Davis is going to do a great job, and I think um, more programs are going to start doing this, um, bringing in former players um, from their program to coach their programs. I think the greatest example of this is look at what Dewan Howard is doing at Michigan. Last year, I mean, they did okay, 19-12. and 12. Yes, that was their record last year. And this year they took a jump and went to 23 and five regular season big 10 champs and then they made a deep run into the postseason so not to put that kind of pressure on hubert davis but i think he's going to be do a great job as our coach um 
I'm really excited to see what his coaching style is going to be. Is he going to is is he going to be like Roy Williams where he wants us to, you know, be a high scoring, one of the highest scoring offensive teams in the country? What's going to be his coaching style? Um, I'm really intrigued by that. I'm also intrigued by how many is he going to keep Roy Williams staff as his staff? I would imagine so. I mean, I don't know that personally right now. I haven't heard any information on that, but I mean, it makes sense, you know, instead of having to try to find a brand new staff, I, I do imagine that he will keep Roy Williams staff. I think that's what I would do personally. Um, another reason why I like this hire, um, hiring Hubert Davis instead of Wes Miller, who I thought they really were going to hire. And according to the um, ESPN article I read, it was basically between Wes Miller and Hubert Davis. And apparently Hubert Davis had Roy Williams back in him and a couple other former basketball players. So that was good to see. I wanted them to hire, you know, one of the coaches on Roy Williams coaching staff just because the players, they have a familiarity with the coach. You know, you don't have to if you hire Wes Miller, you know, I don't know if that would cause players to leave or, you know, the players that we have committed um, coming in next year. Would they want to play under um, Wes Miller? Um because Hubert Davis, as we know, he recruited some of the players that still left at North Carolina. Um, and apparently right after Roy retired, he said, I want a chance at, you know, coaching North Carolina. I want to, you know, interview and stuff like that. So I was glad that they gave him the job because more than likely they'll keep everybody that we have left on the team most likely that would keep them on the team for next year because, as we know, Walker Barker Kessler left. Um, that was surprising because he was going to be a guaranteed starter next year. And apparently, once that happened, that had a lot of weight on Roy retiring. Um, and I was surprised because Walker was going to be a guaranteed starter next year with Dayron Sharp entering the draft. Um, Garrison Brooks, we don't know if he's coming back. Haven't really heard what Armando Bacot is going to do. I've heard rumors that he's going to test the NBA waters, but may come back to school for his junior year. I hope he does come back um, because we really don't have any front court players right now. Um, so, um, yes, I'm really excited about what this team is, is going to look like next year. Um, we're going to need to address our front court because right now, we only have one one front court player right now. Um, Armando, as far as we know, he's coming back right now because I haven't heard whether he's leaving or what. But right now, he's the only front court player we have. I was hearing that Roy was looking to find a stretch four um, to play like the Luke May role in the offense. Um, and... I heard he was going to look into the transfer portal to do that because, you know, there's so many players in the transfer portal, excuse me. Um, and apparently they told Walker Kessler that's what he was going to be. But I don't know why he never, you know, transitioned into the Luke May role because every time I saw him, he was posting up at the basket 
And I really didn't think that was, you know, suited for him. I felt like he was more of a catch it at the, you know, the free throw line, shoot. Um, in high school, he was shooting threes and stuff like that. And it just never really materialized that way at North Carolina. And he was playing behind three other bigs who, you know, he may have should have been playing in front of Garrison or things like that. But it was just tough for him to find minutes with three other bigs in front of him. So um, I'll be interested to see how they address their um, front court issue that they have right now. Um, they're set at point guard. Maybe try to get a wing that can help Kerwin with the shooting, you know, open up the spacing on the floor because really Kerwin was really the only guy that we could depend on consistently to knock down threes. Everybody else, it was hit and miss. So hopefully they add some front court depth and add a few wing players that can shoot, stretch the floor, space it out where it's not so congested because we can't hit outside shots. So that's what I'm looking for for us to address this address this offseason. Um Styles um from Kingston, apparently he's given his word that he's gonna stay committed to North Carolina after the hiring of Hubert Davis. Still waiting to hear what Demario Dunn is doing. Previewing um, the national championship game tonight. So I feel like he'll um, stay, but you never I feel know. like Hubert Davis is a great hire because he loves North Carolina. He played at North Carolina under the great Dean Smith. He's been on Royal Williams coaching staff for the last nine seasons. He's been a part of some deep postseason runs under Roy Williams. Um, and I just feel like he's over, overall the best hire for North Carolina right now. And like I said earlier, I feel like he's going to do great things at North Carolina. And a little history, Hubert Davis is the first African-American head basketball coach at North Carolina. So congratulations, Hubert. Um, I cannot wait to see what you do with this program. And, uh, yes, I look forward to it. So let's uh, jump into the national championship game tonight. Um, it comes on, unfortunately, at 920. Uh, it's like this every year. It always comes on at 920 and usually doesn't go off till about 12-something. So um, we have undefeated Gonzaga, 31-0 against 27-2 and Baylor. Gonzaga is trying to become the first undefeated team to win it all since Indiana in 1976. Um, Gonzaga has come up short on several occasions. It's tonight the night. Um, so a little preview for this game. Um, Gonzaga, their big three in the tournament has been Drew Timmy, Jalen Suggs, and Corey Kisberg. Um, and Drew Timmy, the other night against um, UCLA, and over time, it just kept frustrating me because they would put him in the pick and roll and the UCLA big, um, Riley, I think, yeah, Riley, that's his name. He would, he kept switching. I don't know if the, the coach, that was the coach's um, game plan or what, but they would always get a mismatch and Timmy would get a smaller man on him and he would just dominate. And I don't know why UCLA just didn't attack him because he had four fouls. And get him out the game because he was just on fire. He's shooting 63% in the tournament. Um, 
So yeah, that was just very frustrating seeing that over and over and over again um, during that overtime. Jalen Suggs, um, he's he's just Mr. Clutch every time Gonzaga needs a big bucket. Um, they always turn to him. You know, he's Mr. Reliable. Um, he's the one that hit the half-court shot that uh, prevailed them to the national championship game. And then you have Corey Kisberg, who's another bucket. Gonzaga is just loaded um, on any given night. Anybody in their starting five can give it to you. Um, so, yeah, and then we go to Baylor. Their big three is Donovan Mitchell, not the one that plays for the Utah Jazz, um, Marco Teague, and Gerard Butler. Um, that's their big three. All of them are averaging 13 points per game during the tournament. Um, so, for Baylor, I saw with Baylor. Um, the keys for them are to... Not having any live, excuse me, not having any live ball turnovers, because Gonzaga is so good at capitalizing off those, um, and their offense is so potent that you don't want to give them opportunities off your turnovers. And I feel like Baylor, I feel like they really need to have the three going tonight, and I'll be interested to see which one of the big three guards sucks um because you know Kazaga plays two point guards but uh, i'll be interested to see who guards sucks um and i want to see what baylor's gonna do inside because they play four guards around a big and they're not the biggest team so what how is baylor going to deal with Kazaga inside that's going to be intriguing um and i really think they're going to have to be hot from three um because I expect this to be a high-scoring game. I know Baylor is known for their swarming defense, um, but I really don't expect this to be a low-scoring game because Gonzaga is just so potent on offense, like I said. So um, for Gonzaga, I feel like you know Baylor's going to swarm you on defense, just keep moving the ball like you've been doing all season. And really go inside and get Baylor in foul trouble because I don't know if Baylor has the size inside to deal with Gonzaga's bigs and Timmy and Kispert. So I feel like Gonzaga should just pound the paint, really get Baylor's bigs in trouble, foul trouble, and um, I think they'll win if they do that. So for my pick, um, I know Baylor, this is their first Final Four since 1950. So we know this is Baylor's first appearance in the Final Four since 1950. And in that season, they lost in the Final Four. Um, so I know they're excited to be here. I think they would have made a deep run last year um, if we had a tournament. But, you know, it was canceled because of COVID. So for my pick for the game, mm, this is so tough because these teams are so evenly matched and they were supposed to meet back in uh december 5th but uh gonzaga was dealing with covid issues and they could never get it rescheduled unfortunately so for my pick really quick i'm going to go with gonzaga because they've been so close so many times and if it doesn't happen this year then i don't know if it'll ever happen so i hope for mark few in that program i think that they get it done tonight and i expect a close high scoring game and uh it should be very entertaining. Um, 
I think it'll be like the Gonzaga game Saturday. And um, really quick, I feel like it was good for Gonzaga to be in a dogfight um, Saturday night against UCLA. Because, to be honest, Gonzaga hasn't been tested all tournament, and neither has, neither has Baylor. Um, they had to come back against Villanova. Um, they really turned it up on defense and uh, really uh, made Villanova's offense really stagnant. And they pulled away in that game, but Gonzaga hasn't been tested. So I feel like it was good for them to be in a dogfight Saturday coming into this big game tonight. Um, and I think it really helped them because, you know, they've blown out almost all their opponents. So so um, I'm taking Gonzaga tonight, like I said. Um, I just think they have the size advantage inside, and I think Kittsburgh and Timmy are just going to dominate in the paint. And uh, I think that's why Baylor, I mean, Gonzaga will win tonight. So as I'm ending this podcast, I just got some breaking news. Sam Darnold has been traded to the Panthers for a six-round pick this year and a second and fourth-round pick next year. So I'm so happy for Sam Darnold. The Jets never really tried to build around him, get him any help. Um, and when they had a real coach, they never really – um got any support around them so i'm happy he gets a fresh start in um carolina with the panthers and i'll be intrigued to see what he does with the panthers um so i'm happy for sam darnell and i want to thank you guys for listening i'll be back so the podcast will be out every monday at 12 30 um normally so from here on out the podcast will be coming out every monday 1230. Um, so the next one will be about um, All-American. I'm hoping to get a few people on the podcast with me. Um, I plan to record it sometime later this week and have it out to you Monday, 1230. But I uh, plan to ask them a few questions about All-American, like what do they think about the season so far? Um, what do they think about Spencer and Olivia finally getting together? Um, what are What's their favorite episode so far? And what are they expecting from the rest of the season? Because, you know, it comes back on next Monday. So I'll make sure I have that podcast out for you next Monday so you can kind of get some thoughts on what people are expecting from the season and what they think about it so far and what they think about Spencer and Olivia finally getting together. Um, So, yeah. So until next week, peace.